When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. I don't know if I've ever done a podcast before where my guest actually has his dog in his arms. And uh, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen here, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. He's Brendan Kelly from the Montreal Gazette. What the puck? What's going on? She's a big hockey fan. Callie, take one last look. And then there she goes. But, All right. Uh, <laughs> we got to put a little levity into the situation, Tony, because... The situation with the Habs is a little dire. I don't know why, out of all people, with the Canadians off to a record of zero wins and five losses, that I'm speaking with you today, but I am. Because I, I, I think I needed somebody to cheer me up. You're going to depress me even more. But the Canadians put up a much more valiant effort against the Carolina Hurricanes. They finally scored a goal on the power play. They had a goal that was disallowed that probably could have been a goal. They had a couple of breakaways that were stopped. They had a post. I'm trying to look for some positives. I don't know if you're going to be able to add any. Uh, what positives did you take out of their loss to Carolina? Uh, they did play a better Look, they played a better game. I mean, Tuesday night against the Sharks was one of the worst games I've seen in years. I mean, that was astonishing. I mean, I was watching that with my son, Keen, and we're like, what is going on here? I mean, there was not one good player on the ice. Last night was a was a better effort. I mean, at one point, they could have, you know, potentially won the game. But, hey, they didn't. And uh, who put the nail in the coffin? A young man named Jasperi Kakanyemi. I mean, this is, again, it's written like a Hollywood film script in a way that sort of the, the Stanley Cup run was as well. But this one's a horror movie. I mean, this is a, this is a nightmare. I mean, look, it's as simple as uh, they have to win a game. And uh, I don't know. I, it's, uh, there's something very wrong with this team. It's a sick podcast. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow. With your purchase, Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. If people were sleeping 
midway through the third period, about nine minutes into period number three, they definitely woke up when Yasperi Kotkaniemi uh, deflected that shot from Brady Shea to put the Hurricanes up by a score of three to one. And uh, he heard the boos all night long. Brendan, I felt good for the guy. I'm not going to lie to you. I Listen, he wasn't a perfect hockey player. He may not be a perfect hockey player going forward. He may not end up playing to the potential the Canadians saw in him when they drafted him third overall. But I kind of feel for him because they made him start in the National Hockey League early. He had a good first year. As of year two, year three, it was obvious to everyone that the steps he skipped in his development by not staying in Finland longer or going to the American Hockey League hurt him. And then they lost confidence in him. They made him a healthy scratch. He got hurt a couple of times. They didn't play him in the Stanley Cup final, took him out of the lineup, in, out, in, out, and down the stretch in the final. They didn't get him in there. I I felt pretty happy for the guy because I think he got the short end of the stick last year. Well, you know what? Um, did you see the smile on his face at the end of the game when he was talking to the journalists? He's a happy guy. And yeah. You know, after he, the- he didn't, he didn't stick it to them though, right? He didn't say anything. He was stick it to them. And Arpin Basu had a great story about him putting his arm around Suzuki at one point on the ice, and Suzuki sort of, you know, hey, what's going on? And he like, obviously, he's a fine young man, and and he's like, we should all be happy that he seems to be in a good place. But the reality is, one is, yes, he's been developed badly by the Canadiens. What a shock! Yet another young player not well-developed by a team that simply does not know how to develop young players. But you know what? I'm increasingly thinking, Tony, he was just, he was about a number 15 or maybe a number 20 pick. He wasn't a number three pick. They picked the wrong guy yet again. And, uh, you know, they thrust him into a situation that there was way too much pressure on him. And we don't know. He's still a young man. But look, he's played three years in the NHL. And right now... He's uh, he hasn't proven to be a solid NHL player. He might wow. be one at one point in the future. Is that the fault of the development of the Canadian? For sure, they made every mistake possible, as they always do. Um, but he simply might not be the player he was hyped up to be. If you want Jesperi Kakinyemi's number 82 Carolina Hurricanes jersey, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise as well, Sassan La Coupe. I remember when I was wearing this back in the month of July, and now Sassan La Depression is what Sassan. Uh, anyway, you can use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. All right. Um, I don't know if he, in the end, he's going to end up being a, a top 15 or a top 20 pick. This is what I say, though. When all of the scouting magazines, websites, independent scouts have one guy, Brady Kachuk, anywhere between three and seven on everyone's list. And then those services and those scouts have Yasperi Kock and Yemi. Some of them have him five. Some of them have him eight. Some of them have him 11. Some of them have him 14. And some of them have him 18. And he made his way onto the top, you know, at number five on one or two lists because of a good half season. Stick with the sure bet. Stick with the guy that everyone has between three and seven on everyone's list. Clearly, they drafted by position. I would hope that they're going to learn once and for all that when they draft by position or they draft by need, they usually get it wrong. Jared Tenorti, size on defense, wrong. Michael McCarron, size up front, wrong. Alex Galchenyuk, centerman, wrong. Yasperi Kokinemi, centerman, 
Wrong. Louis LeBlanc drafting a fan favorite. Wrong. Like just, I understand every now and then you're a good hockey man told me, Tony, every team in every draft will probably draft a couple of players, one or two players by position or need. But the rule of thumb should always be you draft the best player available in the top two rounds, at least. Here, here, here's a thought. Well, firstly, I'd just like to take a sip of my glass. Is it? Yeah. Let me get it. Half full, half empty. That's good. That's actually pretty funny. Man, you look tall today. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But so, so you know what? How long is this going to go on? 20 years into the Trevor Timmons thing, it's, it's, it's actually kind of hilarious. I mean, it's, it's like the Teflon man. It's just. I, I think they have a bigger problem developing than they have drafting because. If, if, Galchenyuk, if Galchenyuk would have been with the Canadians two or three years after than he actually was, and the same thing for Kakanyemi, and we might end up saying the same thing for Romanov, and who knows, maybe even Cole Caulfield, these players would have a much better career. So I think the development is a bigger problem than the drafting. You know what? It's, it's a tough one to call because their development is absolutely atrocious. The drafting is also very, very mediocre. There's no other way of looking at it. It's just the facts. I mean, like I always say to you, and I always say in my columns, you can only judge on what's happened. So we can't talk about Cole Caulfield because he hasn't happened. And all we can do is look at the history, and the history is terrible. The history of development is terrible. The history of drafting is terrible. Just to go back to the Kotkaniemi thing, you want a center? Trade for a center. Don't get a center who is being picked 10 uh, 10 picks too high. Look at the contract they just gave Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk is the real deal. Kotkaniemi might turn out to be the real deal. I'm not really feeling it right now. Anyway, uh, you know what? He scored the nail in the coffin goal versus the Canadians. So let's not talk about him being the wrong pick. Let me ask you this. The second he scored, what was your reaction? Going into the game, I thought that's what was going to happen. You know, me too. Thought- that's why I had no reaction. I I, I, I I, was waiting for it to happen. For me, it was the inevitable. Yeah, I think that uh, um, it, it was just, It's you know what I said on Twitter? It's instant karma, baby. That's karma. And it's karma coming to bite Mark Bergevin in the ass because you know what? This is all about, I know I shouldn't point fingers. Uh, my mother said that's a very bad thing to do. Yeah, it looks like you're upset or you're mad or angry. And, and I know you're not, you know. This is all about the Sebastian Ajo deal. That's true. For Bergevin, once, I agree with you. I think it's the first time I agree with you in, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. But yeah, well, let's Carolina let's, doesn't go after Kakanyemi if the Canadians don't offer Shida Ajo. It's bigger, it's bigger than that, Tony. And, and I don't want to agree with you too often. I think it's a bad look for us. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, is that he went after Aho. He went after Aho in an unintelligent fashion. You want to get Sebastian Aho? Make an offer that the Carolina Hurricanes can't uh, can't match. And remember what he did. He well, said, hold on a second. He thought it was an intelligent way of approaching it. They offered him an $11 million signing bonus. Unfortunately, they were given wrong information. Whoever told them, give them the signing bonus of $11 million, that owner's not going to match it. Well, he did. They were given wrong but, information. But, but exactly what I'm saying is you said, oh, boy, we're going to put $11 million. He can never match that. Do you know the guy's a billionaire? Come on. And and $11 million is nothing for anyone in the NHL who owns an NHL team. It's idiotic to think they can't match that. And you know what that makes them think? Wow, we're really mad at Mark Bergevin. So what do they do? And at Jeff Molson, for that matter. And so what do they do? They come back and they go after Kotkaniemi. But you know what? 
And you can say all you want about how it's stupid that Carolina got him and he's not worth $6 million. They mucked up all of the Montreal Canadiens' plans by going after him. And what did they do? They, they offered him $6.1 million. So it was almost impossible for the Canadians to match that. So they got what they wanted, which was to mess up the Canadians. And then just to rub their face in it, they put the $20 signing bonus. And it worked. And guess what? You know what's really even more serious, Tony? Yeah. They signed Nick Suzuki to a contract that they would have never signed him to if it wasn't for the whole Kotkaniemi thing. Because they're worried. They're saying if we sign him to the usual bridge contract, in two years he'll be a restricted free agent. And guess what? The Carolina Hurricanes will come again, and they're going to steal Nick Suzuki. So Mark Bergman is actually doing all these planning based on what's happening in Raleigh, North Carolina. Unreal. Anyway, I know I'm in the minority, but I said when it was going down, and I'm going to continue to say now, that even though the, the amount of money didn't quite make sense to me either, I would have matched it because they invested three years in Kakanyemi, still very young at 21 years old. I would have matched it. I would have kept them for a year. Uh, or two, and then if it doesn't work out and I need to lose them for nothing, I lose them. And I hate to say this because believe me when I tell you how much admiration I have for Brendan Gallagher. Um, my boys play sports at an amateur level, and I've always told them that work ethic is the number one thing. So uh, Brendan Gallagher is an amazing example. But some of my buddies have told me that $6.1 million is a farce and it's this and it's that, and I get all that. I'd rather give $6.1 million to a 21-year-old who has untapped potential than $6.5 million to a 29-year-old who the orange has le- very little juice left in it, I think, for no, the next six yeah, years. Honestly, the, the Gallagher deal is – t- and I love Brendan Gallagher. For God's who doesn't? If you don't love Brendan Gallagher, there's a problem with you. He's, he's, he's got a great name to start with. His family comes from Donegal, which is the same place in the north of Ireland where my mother's family comes from. Wow. This guy, I love his work ethic. I love everything about him. He's probably finished. He's probably finished. No, what I say, whoa, 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 whoa. Finish is a big word. Okay. He's but on he might not be able to replicate what he's done over the past couple of years. Finished at 29. Was he two more now, Brendan? Come on. Oh, yeah. He was really good in the playoffs, Tony. He's not looking very good. I love him, but he's on the decline. I, I take back finish. He's not finished. Yeah. He's on the decline. But to go back to the thing about Kotkaniemi, here's an idea. You don't have to pay him $6.1 million. You know what you do? Get him signed before Carolina comes calling. And sign him for three. But no, you got to lowball him. You got to say bad things about him. Why does this general manager, Tony, why does he always say bad things about his players? What's up with that? Oh, I don't think he's a number two center. Do not say that to the media. Why would you say that? It's so bizarre. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't answer for him, but I will tell you this uh, for Brendan Gallagher in the playoffs, okay? I'll teach you a little something here. You ready? Start taking notes. This is important what I'm going to tell you, okay? This is like uh, the secret to the caramel bar, what I'm getting at here, okay? The number one mandate of that line that he was on with Philip Deneau, and they had different line mates on that line throughout the playoffs, was to shut down the opposition. That was number one. I'm not telling you they didn't tell him to score, but that was the number one mandate, and I believe they fulfilled it. Having said all that, and I know this is going to be really tough, and I know that Mark Bergevin is loyal to the Brendan Gallagher and he loves him. Gallagher's value is not at its highest right now. Unfortunately, I think it will only go lower going forward. 
If I had a chance to move that contract, I would. I wouldn't be crazy about moving the player. I'd be more interested in moving the contract, and the player comes with it. Is is what kind of long-term planning is this lame duck uh, GM going to be doing? What is this situation? Why do you, you call him lame duck Jeff for? What do you? It sounds like you get personal with that. He's never done anything to you. No, no, stop, stop it, Tony. Stu Cowan said the same thing in his article this week. He is you. Maybe you're not familiar with the term lame duck. It's not an insult to him. No, he's no, not, I know. You're you're saying he's done. He's done. He's finished oh, here. No, I know we don't. His future is seriously in doubt with the organization. So you know what. The president of the Montreal Canadiens, a fellow named Jeff Molson, has to make a decision. I know it doesn't come naturally to him, but he has to step up and either sign him or fire him. I agree with you for a second time. Most people seem to believe. Hold on a second. Let me have a drink because I can't believe this is happening. Cherry River Heart Seltzer, only 90 calories. By the way, I'm going to get you some. You should have had some by now. Natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. They're off to an 0-5 start. They're ranked 32 in the National Hockey League. They're the worst team in the National Hockey League. They only have one goal in the power play. They have an expansion team that's ahead of them. And I need a drink. Watch the way I'm going to drink this one. Are you ready? Yeah. That one there went down. It's pretty good. Uh, Listen, we haven't heard from Jeff Molson much. We saw him at the home opener. Uh, He and Mark Bergevin have not been together with the exception of the team pitcher. They have both not spoken at the same time. They were not there to speak uh, when Nick Suzuki signed his eight-year $63 million deal. Most people seem to believe that Mark Bergevin is done as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. Not everyone knows what's going on, whether there's a negotiation or not, or it's something else. But you get the feeling that if Mark Bergevin was his guy, he would have extended him by now. And here, I agree with you. If I feel this way and you feel this way, clearly Mark Bergevin feels this way. If if it's been determined that he's not your guy, replace him now. What are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we waiting around for? It's the Montreal Canadiens. This is not the the Cobras, the Parcoilette, the Ville La Salle. Let's go, Brendan. Let's go. Let's not say anything bad about the LaSalle Cobras where my son played for years. And Your son uh, played there? Really? Wow. Really? You know who one of his, one of his teammates was uh, Henry Molson, but there you go. Um, but you know what? What I think, and I mean what most observers... Did you and Jeff watch the games together at any point? Or? Many times, many times. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Did you, did you talk about the Montreal Canadiens while course. you did there? Of course. Okay. Uh, of course, and uh, have you picked up the phone lately to call him to find out exactly what's going on? Uh, we haven't talked so much uh, recently. He's but, not a big fan of what the puck, apparently. Okay, but anyways, to go back to the thing about what's going on with Bergevin and Molson, I, I well, you I, should I, write a nice thing or two about them every now and then. I mean, it's during the playoffs. I was very upbeat. During the whole playoff run, I well, was... Well, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. If you're not going to be a B when they make it to the final, when are you going to be a B? Mozito uh, more. You know, the joke is what people say about me is they say Montreal is going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And they're going to beat the, uh, uh, beat the Ca- Colorado Avalanche in seven games. Yeah. I'm not going to write a call and saying they should have won in five. Okay. My God. Worried. But anyways, what I think happened, and, and many other people feel... Yeah, what do you think happened? Tell me this. I got to hear this. So is Elliot Friedman announced before the playoffs that they were in talks for a contract renewal. So terrible season, Habs looking horrible, Bergevin not looking like a great great GM. Jeff Molson already wanted to keep uh, uh, Bergevin. They don't come to an agreement. 
Then the Montreal Canadiens go to the Stanley Cup final. So they are in the top two of the league. No other way of looking at it. They made it there. And then they go into contract negotiations. And at this point, Bergevin's got bargaining power. He's got leverage. And so he, you know, he's probably looking at the figure I'm hearing. He wants four. And Jeff Molson's offering him less. And so finally, look at the way Jeff, look at the way Bergevin talks about it every time this comes up. It is a sore point with him. And now they say they're not going to talk about it till the end of the season. So I believe that Molson is lowballing. Bergevin, Bergevin saying, yeah, really? Okay. Well, I know, meaning this is Bergevin speaking, I know there's interest in me. I think he does have a good reputation around the league. So he's saying, hey, okay, let's just write out the contract, Justin. I'll be a free agent. Okay, so the, the organization that has the greatest history in hockey, that was once upon a time the most prestigious organization in the hall of hockey and in all of sport, yeah. has employed a general manager 10 years ago who fit their criteria a very important one being you have to speak French. There's not too many of those around. The only other one that does the National Hockey League level is actually tied up for the next five years with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he's been here for 10 years. He's gone through all the growing pains. He's gone through the mistakes, the missing the playoffs a couple of years in a row, three times in four years. And now in the last three and a half years, he's actually at his best at his job. He's probably won all his trades since then. They made it to the Stanley Cup final. And now he's probably not going to be back because it's a question of dollars and cents. For a team that's worth $1.5 billion. Is what you're yeah. telling me? Yeah. Well, Houston, we got a problem. We have a big problem. I mean, uh, I, think that, I, mean that I don't, I don't know how much I could uh, I could donate, but maybe I can, I can I donate some money to the cause. Maybe we could start a GoFundMe page. Why don't we do that exactly? Yeah. Well, I, and you know, it, it's, you know, and the rich irony. page for me, yeah. They're, they're always in the top three teams in terms of profitability in the National Hockey League. They, they're, they're, the Montreal Canadiens is basically a license to print money. Look, as we said before in our yeah. conversations, I am not actually the president of the Mark Bergevin fan club, but Jeff Molson has to make a decision. Either either he's his man or he's not. Peter from Coach St. Luke is calling me right now uh, while this is going on. Uh, that could be the guy right there. I mean, I know he wants the job. Uh, who knows? Well, uh, he, Maybe he's he calling me to tell me that uh, he had a conversation with Jeff already. Est-ce qu'il parle français, Peter? Hey, he, I spoke to him earlier this morning, and he parle très bien français. Oh, comprend okay. la langue. Ben oui, ben oui. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny because the last time they wanted somebody here to parle français, they went out, they got a defenseman, they got a couple of fourth liners. And uh, with all due respect to all of them, because I like them very much, they all seem like very nice guys. They're probably the three slowest guys on the team. Yeah, well, it's interesting that they got, uh, you know, and, and that, that, anyways, it's kind of sad. I, I, I kind of sad. I, I kind of don't really want to go there. Look, I Listen. understand the coach has to be French speaking. You don't, uh, you don't let the media dictate what you have to do, and they'll never tell you that they did. But you know as well as I do that when that article, when that front page came out in the Journal de Montréal that it was embarrassing that the Canadians for the first time in their history did not have a Quebec-born player in the lineup, you just knew, you knew just then that it would probably never happen again and they were going to try and do something about it, and they did. They tried to appease the media. That's why they signed those players in particular, um, and that's where we are. That's work, Tony, is, is over the last 40 years... Better change if they want to win. They always, But forget the language thing. It's, it's bigger than that. They manage by panic. They manage by what is said in Le Journal, what's said in La Presse. What's, they, 
they manage by panic, which is why we've never had a proper serious five-year plan. We've never had a proper serious rebuild because they're always worried. They just want to fill the bell center every night. And I would rebuild. I've been saying it since 2009. And you want to know why I say that? Because a rebuild is sustainable. Going pretty much uh, for it by acquiring Shea Weber was not sustainable because he, he started to decline and get injured. Going all in and trying to win the Stanley Cup last year the way they did was not sustainable because in the end, they didn't win it because the major difference was a team that had drafted better, scouted better, and had more talent. And so that wasn't sustainable either. And you and I are not going to be sustainable either. We're going to take a break from each other. I'll talk to you again next week. Perfect. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. All right. It. You're the man. Brendan Kelly. What the fuck? Right. Montreal goes down. It's time, uh, it's time to make some money. I'm losing my mind here. Money. Money, 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 money. It's time for Sick Picks. Brought to you by my bookie. Cash, the Canadians are 0-5. I know you were all over the Carolina Hurricanes yesterday. Good for you. Continue to make us some money. What do you got? Let's get to the point. Guys, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs on the money line in the regulation, minus 120. The odds are too good, guys. San Jose's on a vicious road trip. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Toronto. Austin Matthews last game, 16 shots on, uh, eight shots on goal, 16 shots in the game. Guys, Toronto's going to win by three or four goals. Minus one and a half, Toronto money line regulation. Whatever you guys want, book it up, get some money on it. That's an easy winner. I like it. I love it. He's my buddy Cash. You can follow him. His handle's at Run My Bets. I'm Marinero, the sick podcast. Canadians. Can you go out there and win a game? Saturday night would be a good start. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocer and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.